Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It is the Almost Famous Podcast. And yes, four months of wondering and looking outside and staring off into the distance and not knowing what's missing in your life now gets solved tonight. (laughs) it sure does i'm so excited for everyone is there anything that we is there anything that we have not talked about in these 11 days in which we've led up to this premiere uh i you know what i think is i don't think we've talked about how bachelor nation is going to respond tonight uh you know it's we've talked about it many times um less people are watching this show on it's regularly scheduled times. Mm-hmm. And I am very excited, Ashley, uh, and intrigued maybe is the best word, to see if Bachelor Nation comes out in full support tonight. Maybe the ratings go back up. I think these are two incredible leads. I think it's a very interesting season. I can't say yet that I'm behind it or not behind it because we just don't know how it's going to play out. But I'm wondering if people are going to respond and get really excited and tune in tonight or not. I mean, or, or are we going to now see three straight or four straight seasons of a big dip? I concur with you, Ben. That is really like the, I think the last thing we haven't talked about. And I think the most interesting thing that we'll find out tomorrow. What time do the ratings come in? Are we going to be able to know by Tuesday. tomorrow's podcast? Yeah, Tuesday, like 10 a.m. mountains. I don't know. You know, usually they come out pretty early in the morning, the the preliminary initial um, ratings. And then a couple of days later, I think on Thursday, they do streaming and downloads and all that stuff. But really, Tuesday, you can see who's tuned in, you know, this evening to the show. Ashley, if you could put, you're a fan of the show. 
uh, now. Uh, we don't know the contestants and the leads as well as we once did maybe five years ago. Yeah. So what, as a fan, are you wanting out of this season? What are you needing out of this season? What maybe has been missing for you? What I think we need for this season to be successful in every way is connection to the leads. Yeah. I think that's been a complaint when it comes to, well, Bachelor seasons. I think that with Michelle and Katie mm-hmm. and Claire and Tasha, people feel pretty connected to Bachelorettes. Yeah. They feel like they know them going into the season. They feel like they get to know them better. I think that's usually been the complaint with the Bachelors recently. Yeah, so I think that we really just need to feel like we are invested in them finding love. Yeah. What is it? What is the difference between the bachelors and bachelorettes? Where has I don't know. Missing? What is it? Well, I mean, I think with Matt James, there was an obvious reason for disconnection because Actually, we didn't right. know him. There's like we, two. Yeah, you you had no clue who Matt was coming into it, and then I don't know how well the season or Matt or whatever did at showing, you know, who Matt was and why we wanted to root for him. With Clayton, I mean, I I think. Clayton did a fine job. I thought it was a good season. I thought it was engaging and intriguing. I thought he was, you know, himself. Obviously, it worked out for him. But I will say the criticism with that season was that there was a lot of people coming off of Michelle's season that just people wanted more. (laughs) Like, I mean, I think he was up against a hard, uh, up against a lot of hard competition because people watched Michelle's season to the end and fell in love with the Rodneys of the world and the Brandons, and all those people. And they said, why are we getting Clayton? We don't know Clayton. And then he gets on the season. I think people had the same criticism. Like, I wish it was somebody else. Not that people didn't give him a chance, but people just liked or enjoyed or saw more of the other people from Michelle's season more often. Yeah. So we will we will see if um, we have that connection. I feel like we will. Yeah. Like people are pretty invested in these girls. Uh, now it'll be a matter of whether the guys are worth rooting for, whether the guys are um, worthy of these ladies. I think that's a big one, especially mm. when it comes to The Bachelorette. Yeah. People complain that like, oh, the guys suck. Like, I love these girls, but the guys suck. They have no one to choose from. There's like only four in there, you know? Yeah. And we always go back to Caitlyn's season because it seemed like she may have had more than four. Because I think we can almost always say like, oh, there's a good four. But yeah. Caitlin's season, you know, there was a dozen. There was a lot of good guys there. Yeah, there was a lot of good guys back then. I hope they do that again with this season. I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, especially with the success of Paradise now, it's not like if they don't get to show or use these uh, contestants uh, as the lead for the next season. They have a place to show, still show off the high quality of people that can come through the show. I do think that's an interesting point Ashley is why has the show kind of not had six seven eight different people that could be a viable option for the bachelorettes recently I mean it hasn't happened it's so bizarre you think we have the whole country and I don't know if I said this on the podcast but you know that the casting directors often look through dating apps and social media now trying to find guys I don't think they really try to find girls that way but like they are starved for guys. They're not applying for the show, I guess. Mm, well, yeah, it's 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 a big risk. And typically the people that are applying are out for different reasons. I saw a post from uh, one of the contestants from this season. It came up on one of the Bachelor Scoop pages or something like that. And uh, it, the post said, what are you going to The question that he was asked on Instagram was, what are you going to do now? And his post said, uh, modeling, acting, um, campaigns, partnerships, and all of these things. Kind of like, hey, life is now going to be totally different. I'm like, that That's what he said yeah. on the Bachelor questionnaire? Yeah, and people are like, well, this doesn't sound like a guy that's engaged, so we can cross him out. What? I won't want to say his name because that's a spoiler. But yeah, I, I think you know you need to get the people that are still trying to go there uh, because maybe love just hasn't worked for them. Or maybe they've had a fall, a failed relationship that you know was a six-year-long relationship. They don't know how to get back in the dating pool, and this is a good opportunity for them to try it again. And they can have a little fun doing it. Uh, so it's going to be uh, intriguing tonight. I am very excited uh, to tune in. Uh, I really like Gabby and Rachel. I think something we haven't spoken about yet is how similar they are, but yet how different and unique each of them are. Because they're going to bring two different 
um, personality energies, types and energies to this show this season. And I think the contestants are now, or the the Bachelor Nation is now going to ha- kind of have the ability to root for both, but relate with both because they're going to see two different sides of both. And I think that's yeah. going to be really fun is Bachelor Nation's going to be really intrigued and never bored because two different storylines are going to be playing out. That is so true. I think that they're also going to like use the best of the best content they have. Mm. So like they have two seasons going on at once. So everything we're going to see is presumably very compelling because it's still the same amount of hours of TV. Yeah. Um, But I do like the fact that we'll be able to like, if we're not feeling like one, maybe not one girl, but like say like, we're not feeling one like something's boring us this week, you know, yeah. and there's another side of the episode that probably won't bore us. I like that. I also think that it's, it's nice to have Gabby. Who's like going to bring the the humor lightheartedness. And then there's Rachel who probably being a little bit more of the classic, um, hopeless romantic vibe. Final point. Final thing. I think fans should watch out for, or at least I'm going to be watching out for we got to talk to Jesse Palmer uh, last week and have an interview with him leading up to this season while he was still in paradise finishing and filming that season. I think this is Jesse's big shot. I think during Clayton's season, uh, we kind of felt like Jesse just wasn't there. Uh, You know, he wasn't getting into a bad job by any means, but he just wasn't around. It felt like they kind of hid the host, which was a weird thing idea and maybe you don't even need a host for the show but it just felt like he was hidden i do feel like his job this season helping two leads navigate this along with more contestants than we've ever had he does have to step in and i believe this is going to be where we see hey there's is jesse a good fit for the show or maybe he's not i think he will be but i do feel like we're going to see more of him this season mm-hmm. totally agree all right. Well, tomorrow we are going to have the girls, Gabby and Rachel, yeah. both Ben and I are meeting them for the first time. Super excited about that. And now for the rest of today's episode, we are going to go through headlines and we'll be right back with that. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. True love is always being excited from the moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. (laughs) The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. I feel like the moments that you meet your future dog are always like the most special. So when we adopted Lois, she was like, she looked like a bunny. She was like a four pound bunny. And she had these ears that were super high and she turned the corner and I was just like, well, what am I not going to bring this dog home? It was just a given. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. Love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. 
I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. First headline is this. It's uh, it's a big one that we know a lot about. Ashley, uh, the same... Um, Oh, what is the page that I follow on Instagram to get all of my scoop on all of our friends in Bachelor Nation? I'm going to look it up right now so they get some some credit. The page is called BachelorNation.scoop. That's literally the one I follow. Okay. I feel like it's always on my stories. I'm always getting updates from what our friends are doing and what they're not doing. So that's when I follow. Shout out to them. They posted... Uh, a couple days ago about you and Jared. And anytime I see your pace, uh, face pop up on a Bachelor Nation scoop page, I get nervous and I get intrigued. Well, this one was one not to be nervous about, but it's one our fans here and our listeners who have been around should know more about than anybody else, I think. It, it talked about you and Jared selling your home that you just moved into. We celebrated the purchase of your new <laughs> Is home. Is this really on here? I didn't even see this on our headline list. That's it's hilarious. It's not on the headline list. <laughs> It's not on the headline list. It's on my list because I'm intrigued. Ashley, what is going on? You just moved in this house. You have it settled in, and now you're selling it. Where are you doing? Oh are you moving back to LA? What are you? What's going on? It's a mess. Okay, so Jared and I. Let's long long story here. Jared and I moved to Rhode Island last to 2021 March, and we lived with his sister while we looked for an apartment. We found an apartment, liked the apartment. It was almost an L.A. priced apartment, though, 
in random ass suburban Rhode Island. We're like, we can't, we should not continue to rent. Plus Jared wanted a house and a yard and like, you know, he wanted to have that settling down feeling now that he moved back to his home state. Then um, got pregnant with Dawson, which was in the plans. We were hoping that we would get pregnant within that year. And then, you know, we, we kind of knew that that apartment wouldn't be as big as we'd like for having a kid. So we started looking for houses again. And we kept looking. We looked like for an entire year. Semi out of curiosity, semi because, you know, because we actually wanted it, but it was never like something we were rushing into. But once I was like four months pregnant, we were like, let's like take this seriously again. And we looked at houses all throughout the state and none felt like us. None felt like home. People keep asking me whether or not we wanted to build because I've been so like vocal about how I want to like design my own house one day. And that I want to live in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Um, But that is like something that I think is like years away. Um, I didn't want to do it while we started the business, while we were not like this young, but like fresh to Rhode Island, having a baby, thought that we could put that off a few years. Also like see where financially like our lives take us, all that stuff. Again, new business. So not building, we're like, let's buy a house. That's like our starter house, like our first home with our first kid and like maybe like the second baby, like a second as like a baby toddler. And then we, is this the story that you wanted, Ben? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. So then we, we found this house in West Greenwich, which we were like, oh man, never considered living out here, but it's a, gr- it's a huge lot. And uh, this house, it was not done being built yet. It's a new construction. We love new construction. We were able to put our like our own touches in the finishing. Like we were able to choose the color hardwood and the color of like knobs and whether we wanted granite or quartz and stuff like that. And we're like, oh, that'll give us like kind of a building feel while not like going all the way right now. So we saw this house and because the market, especially last September, was in sanity like we could not um you know like the houses were going for like over 50,000 over asking and there's just like there was so much there was there was a lot going up on the market not a lot that we liked but the thing was you had to make a decision whether or not you wanted to put an offer in within hours of seeing the place you know if you weren't telling the owners that you wanted to buy it within like two hours it was like too late to get it so we put in an offer, it was accepted, and we were, like, excited. Um, so the house was done. It was ready to move in in uh, December, and that's what we did. And it was soon after that I was like, man, this place is not convenient, is it? This place is kind of in the country. This place is 20 minutes from a drugstore. That's not fun. And then it was like, huh, the drive to Audrey's. 35 minutes seems like a nothing commute when you live in LA, but when you live in Rhode Island, 35 minutes there and back is quite a hike. And after living in the house for about two months, maybe not even two months, I was joking with my friends that we should sell it after my dad said you should sell it because it just did not work with our lifestyle. Did not work. Like Jared, he'll go to work. I mean, yeah. And again, I don't think a half an hour commute is a bad deal. But for Jared's schedule, it is because he oftentimes will be driving home at 1.30 a.m. He'll call me and be like, need you to talk to me. I feel like I could fall asleep. Um, he, he has the schedule in which like he could come home during the day, do other work, do housework, go to the gym, play golf, play with Dawson, like live a little bit more of a life, which he's not really been living any bit of life for the past like nine months since really getting this place off the ground. Like just no work-life balance. Like the guy comes home from work, does more work on his computer, goes to sleep day all over again. He's lucky if he does take one day off a week. We're trying to make Tuesdays a consistent day off for him. But the dealio is if we we soon found out that if we moved closer to the shop, can you believe how long this story is taking me to tell? No, I can't. 
we, we, I, this is like a vent session. I'm just venting. We found out, you know, we we're like, if we move closer to the shop, like within five minutes, you'd be able to come home during your quiet hours because people aren't getting coffee or drinks really from like 2.30 to 7. And then it gets really, like it's busy again. But like between lunch and drink hours, it's pretty quiet. And he could come home during that point. But when you're 35 minutes away, you're not going to come home. Plus, talk, don't talk about the gas situation. Ouch. So one day I was joking with my friends. I was like, yeah, we're, I'm going to move. They're like, how's the house? I'm like, I think we should move. And then Jared comes over. He's working and he's in the middle of working. And he's like, what are you talking about? What are you laughing about? I was like, we're going to sell the house. And he was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and it was literally like a week later, Jared was fully on board, even more of a proponent to sell the house. So here we are. House on the market and bought another one. We bought another house, which we love. It is so convenient and so conducive to our lifestyle. And it's four minutes from Audrey's. We actually walked it the other day. So you've bought a new house. Are you excited about this new house? Oh my God. Like, I'm so excited. So the thing was, I even knew when we started moving into this house, I was like, there's like not a sense of excitement. Like people, like... I was getting like a magazine being like, can we get an exclusive of you? Like giving a tour of the house, like your first pictures in front of it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sure. Like when it's ready, I just had like, no, I was just like not excited about it. Like once we were here, I was just not excited about it. I was like, there's something about this place that isn't home to me. And this place I daydream all day long of and like how our life is going to be different when we live down there. Is it an older house? Is some of this up here? Is it an older house? Is it a new build? It's just, it's still a new build. <laughs> we'll be the first people to live in it. Um, but it was fully finished by the time we bought it. So it wasn't like a work in progress. Okay. Well, we're excited for you. I mean, this seems like a good change. It'll probably be a funny story 10 years from now that you talk about how you bought your first house together. You sold it within a year. You moved <laughs> yeah, to this we new house. Yeah, did it for so, seven months. Yeah, but hey. Uh, but hey, we're so happy. We're so happy. So excited. Yeah. And it just it's going to be like a great little way of life. It is. Uh, but wait till I move. Wait till I move with a six-month-old. I'm going yeah. to move with a six-month-old. I thought that being eight months pregnant during move was hard. Yeah, that'll be tough. But you have a 30-minute move. This is going to be worth it. Okay. What's a 30? Oh, a 30 minute move. I was yeah. like, well, is that a company? 30 no. minute move? <laughs> no. uh, okay. First headline of the week is uh, is a big one. Bachelor Nation's Tia Booth reveals sex of first child with fiance Taylor Mock. It's a big deal. Guys, how many boys are being born? So Can many. you believe... Every gender reveal, boy, with Tia's poll on Instagram, I was like, oh, I'm going to vote girl because this is when like, it starts turning around and there's going to be more 50-50 split between the sexes. Nope. It's a boy. It's a boy. Holy moly. So many boys born into Bachelor Nation this year. Craziness. Me, Kevin and Astrid, Raven and Adam, Tia and her fiance. This is wild. Am I missing somebody? I mean, Jade and Tanner and Carly and Evan had boys in their last batch. <laughs> now, I don't know if I said this on this podcast. It's a fit, it's a mind-boggling stat. I got to look more into it. I'm really going off of just one doctor in one conversation that I had. But I got to tell you, did you know that apparently in times of turmoil, crisis, um, just like times of like flair... In history, more boys are born. I didn't. Is that like it's a, a biological, biological thing, so that we are producing like warriors, soldiers? No. Yes. Really? Yes. That's the coolest thing you ever heard. Yeah, our bodies are weird. I don't get how our bodies are so weird. Yeah. Well, it is something to celebrate. Something else to celebrate here, Ashley. Is The Bachelor's Becca Martinez, a friend of the podcast. She's been on many times before. Also the host of Chatty Broads. 
uh, is engaged to boyfriend Grayston Leonard after nearly five years together. Yay, congratulations to Becca and Grayson. Grayson, I am so excited for them. Um, this is not like a surprise. They have been together for four years. They have two kids. Um, Ruth is, I think Ruth is almost four. Or is she almost four? Yeah, that's crazy. Because they conceived Ruth three months after they started dating. That is some pressure. And then they also have um, baby Frank, Franklin, and he is um, two. He just turned two. Uh, Becca has like been talking on Instagram a lot lately, being like, I know we're not engaged, but like, I know we're going to be engaged. And I think she was even talking about like the ring that she wanted and like whether or not she should buy a ring or whatnot, the specific one that she wanted. Um, and here is the official moment. They are engaged. Uh, really excited for them. Um, she actually said that he, Grayson proposed shortly after Ruth was born. So he proposed twice. And she said, this is so sweet, but this is just not the time. I'm super uh. hormonal. I'm in the thick of postpartum. And also, like, our relationship wasn't in the best place. Um, so she was, she's just reminiscing on this in June and she said, we had a lot to sort through a lot to talk through. Now I feel ready to say yes. So we'll see what happens. I do foresee a proposal sometime in the near future. So that was just last month that she said that. Uh, I didn't know that. That's a good little tidbit. So um, cute. And they stuck together through that. Now they're engaged. Yeah. They're so happy. Something to celebrate. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. True love is always being excited from the moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. <laughs> the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. I feel like the moments that you meet your future dog are always like the most special. So when we adopted Lois, she was like, she looked like a bunny. She was like a four pound bunny. And she had these ears that were super high. And she turned the corner and I was just like, well, what am I not going to bring this dog home? It was just a given. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. Love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, uh, more dating and love uh, stories going on in the headlines. Bachelor Nation's Tyler Cameron is dating model Paige Lorenz. It's according to E. So multiple sources have confirmed to E that the two have been seeing each other for about a month, okay? I wouldn't quite say the man is 1,000% off the market, but they were spotted together over the 4th of July weekend at the Surf Lodge in Montauk um, up in the Hamptons in New York. She's a 24-year-old model who um, is also the founder of the brand Dairy Boy, and she has been previously linked to Army Hammer. Uh, so, yeah, I guess the two of them are testing the waters. I saw the Army Hammer, or whatever his name is, is now selling timeshares in, like, the Caymans. Well, you know that Army Hammer had quite the situation. Yeah, not yeah. good. Not good. No. So this is a better a better choice for her <laughs> yeah. um, moving forward. And so... But they have been linked together. Well, a couple that is no longer linked together. And uh, we couldn't get a read on our shared podcast. It wasn't really important to us to to try to get everything out of Michelle. It, we tried to be as respectful as possible about the breakup because those situations are hard. But we did get the sense that something, there was more to the story maybe than what was being uh, let on. And so now it feels like there is more turmoil within the Nate and Michelle relationship. Michelle Young and Nate unfollow each other on Instagram amid breakup. This is according to Cosmopolitan. Okay, so Cosmo likes to use this one Instagram that Ben suggested an Instagram earlier for all your Bachelor news. And this is for all your Bachelor gossip. It's at Bachelor at Windmill. And they have noticed that they have no longer are tagged in each other's photos. And that could indicate that they've blocked each other. But does that really mean they've blocked each other? Could that be that they just untied each other? Can we even know, like, as people that aren't signed into their accounts, that they have blocked each other? 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, either way, they're untagging. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if you have to follow somebody to tag somebody. But we do know that they have actually unfollowed each other. Yeah, we do know that. And so there's something going on there, right? I mean, there's rumors this week with Nate being seen with other contestants from Bachelor Nation. Deandra. Deandra, um, who was kind of, I think, rumored for a bit to maybe be hanging out with Rodney. There's like a whole try, like, you know, the whole weird Bachelor Nation world of dating is happening yeah. in front of our eyes. Uh, so I don't, I, we don't know the details yet. We're going to continue to look into it, but we do know they fun followed each other. Uh, but back to happier stories, a couple that has been together for a long time as well is recently engaged. Bachelor Nation's Luke Pell from JoJo season is engaged to Amanda Mertz. This is according to E. Well, congratulations to them um, that he got down on one knee in Rome. Literally, the caption says, when in Rome, dot, dot, dot. Um, we are so thrilled to finally share the news. We're engaged. They first began dating in 2018. Okay, so I thought this was the same girl that he was dating back then. Yeah, it was. Crazy. Okay, then they broke up for a time, right? Mm-hmm, they did. Brought, yeah, okay, they did. Okay, so now they're back together. Okay, so Luke tells people... Uh, magazine. It felt like a long time coming. There are other points in my life in which I thought I was much closer to it. And now I'm finally here. So I'm really excited, really excited about this new season of life. And um, the wedding planning brainstorming has begun. They're thinking about a small destination wedding just with close friends and family. And they've also talked about big Texas weddings as well. He says that at this point, we're, we're leaning towards Texas, which is a destination for a lot of people. He also said that there will be plenty of Bachelor Nation family invited. I'm pumped for them. They've been together. They had the rocky road. Typically, when couples go through that kind of like iffy stage and they come out on the other end, they're stronger. They understand what they appreciate. So good for them. Also, congratulations to... Uh, Mari Pepin, she placed seventh uh, in top seven at Miss Mundo Puerto Rico pageant. And and her fiance, Kenny, was right there by her side. This is a huge accomplishment. Something very, very impressive. So Mari's been representing her hometown, Laquito, in the Miss Mundo Puerto Rico pageant. It's not her first pageant. She was actually previously Miss Maryland, USA in 2019. And she placed the top 10 in the top 10 at the Miss America, the Miss USA pageant. And over the weekend, she announced that she placed seventh at Miss Mundo Puerto Rico. And she was just on Instagram thanking everyone for the support, including her wonderful fiance, Kenny. She said, although I didn't walk away with the crown, I am so freaking proud of myself for making it as far as I did, for accomplishing so many goals along the way, and for proving to myself that I could do it. She said, it was a long and often stressful journey, but I pushed myself to stay committed and focused and kept my dream of carrying Puerto Rico across my chest as motivation. I've grown in so many ways, gained a few new sisters for life, and learned so much about myself and embrace living in my beautiful Puerto Rico for the longest amount of time since I was a baby. Um, she also says, um, I'm so thankful for my family and friends and supporters. It means so much to me, especially, especially, I want to especially recognize my amazing fiance, Kenny, for first of all, convincing me to compete, but also supporting me, encouraging me, motivating me, and keeping up with everything this journey through our ways. I love you always. You know, they are, they're strong and they're adorable. Yeah. They're two and so awesome. I feel like they were maybe like that couple that people are like, one, can't believe are. they're actually going to get engaged right now, right? Because like they had their rockiness, a lot of rockiness, a whole Demi situation in paradise. They left engaged and then you were like, oh, they're probably going to be the first ones to break up. Uh-uh. Over a year strong now. It's really, yeah, congratulations to two of them. Congratulations to Mario for doing this. Placing seventh. Uh, just, I mean, I cannot imagine the nerves uh, that it takes to get up on stage and do this, but she did it well, and we're proud of her here. Okay, it's time for a couple Bachelorette headlines as we close out this week's celebration, the the the, the 11th day. Uh, 
podcast for the almost famous celebration of The Bachelorette airing tonight. Jesse Palmer, the host of this show, says Bachelorette rules will be broken due to, and I quote, unique situations of the two leads. This according to People. So this is what Jesse says. He says, it's the first time this has ever happened, having two bachelorettes the entire season. So I think a lot of rules are going to be broken. He says, because this is such a unique situation and a unique environment, they're going to need to make decisions that we're not accustomed to seeing before, um, always. And he says, this is going to be a journey that we have never experienced. Uh, I Yeah, so basically I think that they're going to design the show so that the girls are less pitted against each other at, as much as possible. And I think that they're going to have to be a little unconventional, as Jesse says. And I wonder if they like went in with that open vibe, like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll change the rules up a little bit. Well, there's, there's no rules, right? But we kind of know that there's usually rules. Like, usually we can't just like cancel rose ceremonies. Um but what, can you think of any other rules? I can't. I mean, I think like what are like rules? Are- rules like I, I think like there's like it's formulaic is the for- fact of like a rose ceremony has never been canceled, but we've had like rose ceremony cocktail parties obviously always canceled. Um, what else is there? Like keeping. What if you like went multiple weeks without a rose ceremony, and you're like, I'm just gonna get to know these guys for a long time? You couldn't. I mean, it's just it's it's impossible because of the staffing. So that's like the only thing I remember them ever being sit putting their foot down on. Oh, um, really? Like they told you that because you, you wanted to like skip yeah. a rose ceremony or something? Yeah, I was like, how cool would it be if night one there was nobody going home? Like, because I was that's just a weird thing to do is to send people home on night one. Yeah. And I brought it up and they're like, yeah, that works, but there's not enough bunks in the house. Okay, good point. <laughs> okay. Like, there's only a limited number of bunks. And then second, especially especially when you start traveling you know there's a limited number of seats airfare airfare uh producers that travel with the show you just have to and so that's the only thing i remember them ever saying hey you have to have a rose ceremony well final headline all of this conversation that we've had for months now leading up to this season uh we finally have a response from gabby and rachel the two leads the bachelorette Gabby and Rachel address criticism of their two lead season. Hmm. They address criticism. Interesting. So Rachel starts out by saying, this is just so different from anything everyone has ever seen. Not only do they get to see two love stories, but they also get to see our friendship as well. So I'm excited for them to get the inside on that as well as the love stories. It's just going to be really great. And then Gabby echoed her sentiments by saying, that um, we didn't know anything, truly. Going in, we found out in real time with the rest of America. Well, maybe not with the rest of America since we don't get to see it until later, but you guys know what she means. So a lot of it was trial and error. Rachel and I working together, listening to ourselves, figuring out what was the best for both of us. We had lots of hard decisions, and ultimately, we just followed our hearts. Um, She said, um, Gabby continues to say that we started off dating the same pool of men. But naturally, when you're working towards a life partner, you have to have your own journey. You need to find who's best for you individually because this person is going to be potentially spending the rest of your life with you. And you have to do that on your own, of course. And then when they talked about what kind of man they're looking for, Rachel said she's looking for somebody who's supportive, somebody loyal, somebody ready to commit. And Gabby, looking for somebody with humor, emotional intelligence, and stability. So hopefully there's not a lot of rollover as far as their uh, love interest because you know that there's going to be one or two that they're bummed out over because like one preferred, like one guy who Rachel wanted preferred Gabby and vice versa. Like that's going to suck and it's ultimately got to happen um, but hopefully it's not a huge deal. Hopefully it's not somebody that they thought was going to be one of their like top two or three. It's going to be interesting. We'll find out tonight as this season of The Bachelorette kicks off. We are excited. We hope you tune in. It's going to be on ABC. 
Uh, and we'll be back again tomorrow to break down this week's premiere episode, uh, along with an interview uh, with the leads, Gabby and Rachel, right here on the Almost Famous Podcast. Until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.